D-A-K-I-C-K-B-A-C-K. Another episode of The Kickback with Sabrina, Sharika, and E.B. Sit back, relax, and vibe. Hello, hello. Guess what, Sharika? What? The time has arrived. My favorite season. Let's go. Hello, fall. I do love fall. (laughs) I really do. I just wish I was in a state that more um, the the seasons were actually reflected in the temperature. True. But, you know, the nights have been really cool. We've had some, like, cool in Florida terms Mm -hmm. days and I've really appreciated those yeah you're right that is true um I sometimes I do wish I even like even at living in Florida but like even some of the places more north of Florida like um like when I lived in Daytona yeah oh even Mm -hmm. there but when I was living in Daytona it would be kind of cool because that was this sort of close to the um like it's like three hours from Georgia so it could get cool there. But yeah, and if you think about up there in the panhandles, it does get cooler. So there are some places in Florida that are um, a little cooler than where we are. And then there's also places in Florida that are hotter than where we are. So I guess right. we're kind of central, central but I, I do um, appreciate that it has been a little cooler in the evenings. I remember when we were in Orlando last weekend, or whatever, two weeks, I guess, at this point, um, I think it was the night of my birthday and it was actually so nice outside. So I guess we're getting to a place where it's starting to cool down. So that is always good. You know, you just got to be careful what you wish for, because I'll never forget the winter that Florida betrayed me. And my family came down here and we had beach plans and all that. And it was so cold. Like that was, so, was that so last cold. that was last year. Yes, that was because it happened year. to my family too. My family came right on down here. I had family from Illinois. I had family from New York. I had family from Maryland, and they're all thinking they're coming to Florida for a warm, a hot, a hot Christmas. And we were all bamboos. You right? That's what Florida did play us. Yeah, so I'm like, like oh. you talk trash. Oh, oh, you think it's hot? exactly so i'm like "Ah, like i'm grateful degrees where we were flipping terrible it was terrible honestly um especially when you're not prepared for it when you're not prepared it's like okay it is yes Mm -hmm. but that being said i do have some plans some because of work some because of personal travel to be up north this season and I'm looking forward to that so I can get a little bit of my fall on even though I think combined it will be like a total of two weeks but hey two weeks is better than no weeks um so my vibe is very much I'm gonna stick with my like 70 well maybe like 65 if that's like a perfect temperature life has been going pretty well uh my little song so fiddly be fiddly bum, look out, baby, because here I come, and I'm bringing you a love that's true. So get ready. What, Sharika? I don't know. Get, you don't know this song? I don't the know. The Temptations? Girl. What's the Temptations? Oh, get ready, because here I come. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember no fiddly be fiddly bum. Yes, that's, that's my me favorite off. part when they're like, so fiddly be <laughs> <laughs> Look out, baby! Get ready, cause here, cause I, here come. I come. When you said temptations, I was like, "Oh, I remember that part." But I don't remember no next part. to you. Yes, girl, the temptations. Listen, <laughs> they really got me with the fiddly D and Silent Night. Even though we're not even there yet, but that is yeah. my 
that and the Mariah Carey uh, songs are like, that's how I know it's time for the holidays. Huh? Who does? I was, there's this one song that I love, but that, but I'm, I don't think it's the, this is the, they have a temptation style if it's not the temptations. What's the song? It's a Christmas one. Um, is it, oh girl, now I'm over here thinking of every white Christmas. I'm like, I don't even think that's it. I, I'll tell you in a minute, but go ahead. Philly D, Philly. That's my vibe because it's very, um, it's kind of humorous, but it's cool. It's fun. And my manager at work, who is flipping amazing, I love him so much. Shout out to KP. Um, sadly enough, this keeps happening to me when I have really, really good supervisors. They get freaking mm. promoted. So he just got uh. a promotion to AVP, uh, which, you know, is great because he will be my new supervisor, supervisor. And he was like, he cares so much about the culture of our team, even though they've interviewed qualified people. He just felt for the culture of our team, they weren't right. And when they find like people that he thinks are right, then they will interview with our team. And I'm like, look at Kyle. Whoops. I said his name, but look at KP just doing, <laughs> being great. I love him so much, but I'm saying get ready because something that this organization is really good at is like helping you make sure that you are always thinking ahead. What's your next step going to be? Uh, don't necessarily get too comfortable. Make sure you're getting credit for your work. And he gave me this opportunity to attend leadership live because I'm in corporate communications. Although on my team, I'm like the events person. I'm the only events person. So I'm kind of like the little awkward elbow to the side, but I do have opportunities to do content. So they needed someone to, do the script for this event. And he was like, Sabrina, you've been asking for more to do because that's just who I am. And he's like, they asked me to do this. I'm going to pass the ball to you. And it's so great because it's all the vice presidents in our company. We have about 500. And this is an annual event that even my mentor at work won't be able to attend because she's not a VP. So I'll get to be in the room, like right in the front beside all of our executive leadership team Honestly, just because I'm doing all the script for the MC stuff, but also it's just going to be nice to be in there. And of course, I've made it cheesy. And I did the first run through with two of the VPs who are the hosts and they like embrace all the cheesy jokes that I put in the script. And the two, you know, it wouldn't be me if I didn't put some choreography for them in the script, but they have like really embraced it. So I'm just like, okay, get ready. Here I come because I've been doing like the, uh, my main thing, which is the company towns hall stuff, which is great, but it's not as like theatrical as mm. <laughs> um, who I am to my core. But this is the first opportunity at my job that they get to see that part of me and not so much the project management side. So mm. I'm like, yes, baby, get ready. This is where I really shine. This is who I am. <laughs> it's kind of like it. taking off my little work wig. Um, my friend was teasing me because she didn't realize because we talk a lot during the day and she didn't realize that I just have this little wig. And so when I take it off, she's like, what? That's not your hair. And I'm like, uh, no, like uh, I wanted a, a unified look that I could put together in two seconds. And, you know, you heard me and Sheree could talk about hair all last week. Like I don't have the type of hair that you can put together in two seconds. Like you have to take time and energy to make mm. it look good. But my wig literally meeting in a minute wig on it's great so um just like I take that wig off I feel like now I can kind of like shed my corporate side and like put my little beret really? theatrical yes for this thing Sharika this call went so 
well and they like were all about all the little cheesy things I had in there and I'm like okay I'm I feel like I'm back in my creative arts director shoes with this um, because that it was more so about managing people and helping them shine through their talents and more specifically their performing arts talents and the company town hall stuff that I do is more about like you know how can we communicate this really important information about the strategic goals to all of these employees like how can we Mm -hmm. do that best and girl that's not about jumping and dancing especially when (laughs) my company had to like recently lay off 5,000 corporate Employees. Like we're not doing confettikins for that. You know what I'm saying? That's okay. a totally, mm-hmm. that's a total. And then you know, turn around and be like, hey, but also we had a great financial quarter because people have questions. It's like, uh, you know, so okay. Kind of like, stuff. what about them jobs though? How <laughs> right. was, how, how good was the financial quarter though? Exactly. Dang. So that's the kind of stuff, and and it's great and it's huge. And the work that my company does, you know, it impacts a lot. Like millions of people in America and I like that I get to speak into that but you know who I am at my core Sharika so being able to do this kind of like ha ah, take that hat off put my ber- my beret on for this event I'm um, in DC and it's she just literally has inter- a beret literally <laughs> literally yep. did. I am just like get ready you know they talk about how quiet I am and how like you know you never see Sabrina sweat da 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 so soft-spoken I'm like yeah, now you're going to see the other side. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I can't wait. I can't wait. So that was a really long temp check. For sorry. Sharika. No sorry is needed. No sorry is needed. I love that. Okay. Because, um, the, uh, that's something I, I would love to get to. Like, be in a space where you feel like this is me. Like, I get to do the thing that I love or passionate about. So that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, the song that I was talking about was White Christmas. So I was right about that, but it was by the Drifters. But they, they have like a Temptations type of style, but I guess maybe that was the style of the time anyway. But, mm-hmm. um, my temp is really good. My temp is probably a 78. Um, you know, life is life in y'all, but one of the, I was just telling Sabrina before we got on this call, Yes, um, that I've been helping out with VBS at church. Yes, y'all, it's September and we're doing VBS. But, you know, our, you know, I think we told y'all this before, but our pastors uh, had recently had a baby. So um, VBS got pushed back. So we are doing, and it has been really fun. I've had a blast. And, um, uh yeah, I was I've been enjoying that. So that's been my week. I've been also very tired too because, you know, I'd be working all day, then go to church and then get home late at night. But it's been fun. I'm glad it's only a week though, because I am tired. Get back to my normal schedule, um, where I can be going to going home and being a little more restful, but because, you know, I'm old, like, this is the thing I'm learning about when I'm old, getting older now. I need the de- decompression time. Mm. So, like, when I come home, like, I feel like when I was a kid, I could just drop to sleep. Now I'm like, I need to, like, unwind. When people used to say that, I'd be like, what? But I feel that now. So now if I'm getting home at, like, nine, I'd be, it'd be a good couple hours that I need to, like, unwind and like really wind down and get ready for bed 
So I've been I've been up even later than I probably should. But I my my song is uh, Beautiful Things. It's a it's a Christian oh, I love song. that song. I know, and I just it just says, "You make beautiful things. You make beautiful things out of." the dust you make beautiful things you make beautiful things out of us and i picked that song just because when you're thinking when i'm thinking about vbs this week and you see kids learning about god and you know just how you know when you, you when you see people the light come on in people's eyes about god and they're just learning and and how just god is doing beautiful things and and, and in our young people so i was just thinking about that I will tell you this funny little joke. It's not ha, ha it's not crazy funny, but we we were in BBS last night and the teacher said, you know, we need to um we need to walk like we need to something like Jesus and we need to walk like Jesus. And the girl said, Does that mean we need to walk on water? <laughs> Listen, hey. They said if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, right? Okay, so I said, well, at least she's tying in the connections. Jesus walked on water, and if we if we gonna walk like like Jesus, maybe we do need to walk on water. I don't know, but I thought that was really funny. But yeah, so that's my tip um, for you guys today. And you know, well, we always I'm... give a sh- shout out to our brother Eb when he's not here. He's taking care of family things, so he's not here with us today. But we love him, we miss him, and we'll check back in with him when he's available i was just about to say i'm sad that Mm eb's not here because of the first thing i wanted to talk to you both about so we'll have to get his perspective on this Mm -hmm. um later on but i'm curious sharika if you have watched the teaser for kurt franklin's newest album coming out on october 6th entitled father's day okay no but i wanted to talk to you guys about this too because i was going to say if you haven't watched it, we should watch it and then talk about it because I haven't watched it yet. Only, and this is why I didn't watch it because you guys know sometimes I can't with all the, when things are going to be extremely emotional, sometimes I got to be prepared. I got to be in a, 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 a space to handle the emotional stuff. And all the comments that I was seeing was like, you're going to cry. You're going to cry. You're going to cry. And I was like, I'm not ready to cry right now. So I haven't watched it yet. Have you, you've seen it? I did watch it and I like when it comes to the art stuff I'm like Mm -hmm. of course I'm a sensitive person in the way that um I'm just sensitive to things in life and situations Mm -hmm. I think as an artist you kind of have to be Mm because art is about like putting life on well for me on stage or in some kind of form that people can relate to and blah 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 um but in my personal life I am not super emotional like, mm. <laughs> Doug, if we're getting into some heated discussion now, I can bear, I like to, because I'm a curious person and I like to discover new information, blah, blah, blah. I do like to have like those sort of debates. Um, but I can leave those and then have lunch with the person. And like, for me, it doesn't really matter, mm-hmm. but I'm not like, Oh, I'm gonna cry about. Something, especially the more like close to something, the more close something is to me, the more I shut down the emotional part Mm -hmm, of it. mm -hmm. And it's like, I can make two choices. I can think about this with clarity or I'm going to go into the crying. So I'm rather thinking about it with clarity. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? If I'm crying, it's over something silly. Like, 
you know, uh, I watched the movie and the two people got together in the end. And I'm like, oh, my God, that was so cute. Um, mm, this Kurt Franklin thing freaking tried to wreck me over <laughs> and over. And I yeah. can't think about it right now too deeply because mm-hmm. I feel like I will get wrecked. And that's there's so many reasons. And you shouldn't mm-hmm. have to have like a personal buy in to mm-hmm. be able to relate to somebody's story. That's yeah. not exactly empathetic. That's like when people are like, they don't care about what happens to, to, with violence in women. And then until they have like a daughter, they're like, no, oh, I get it. It's like, Negro, yeah. what? You should have been got it. She's human. Exactly. But, um, <laughs> but I will say because of my own personal relationship with my biological father, I was like, mm-hmm. every time the tears would come, I was like, no, we're not even going to give this person the energy. And I'm like at home by myself. So I'm like, mm-hmm. why am I even acting like this? But I'm like, girl, why are you so afraid to like cry about stuff like this? Um, mm-hmm. Even Kurt Franklin let himself cry and da da da. And I'm like, ah. so basically, um, Sharika, do you know the synopsis? Do you want to tell the people, or do you want me to tell them? Um, I'm gonna tell you what I know, and then I okay. you tell me if I'm off or what. So, okay. from my understanding, um. I did know that Kurt Franklin, because I've watched different things about with him and um and stuff. So I did know he was adopted. So Kirk Franklin was adopted. He the, the adoptive mom was an older lady. I believe her name was Gertrude, and but she was considerably older than him. But he was grew up essentially with her, very poor and in like as an only child. Like it was just him and her. Um, and, you know, so I believe that this, the documentary or, or is called, uh, Father's Day. And, um, I saw the teaser for it on Instagram and it was like him, find, like doing a swap, like a DNA test swap. And so, um, I hear about him finding his biological father and wanting to go to his, um, biological mother to basically ask her you know like he believed that there there was a man that he thought was his biological father and I believe that man passed away um and you know he he grew up with a lot of anger or frustration towards that person only to now find out that that man wasn't even his father it's this other man and um so he goes to his mother for questions and um, she's unwilling to give him the truth of the circumstances um, that he came to be. And um, they were left, um, he basically gave her an ultimatum in the sense of, you know, if you want a relationship with me, let me know what's really going on. She could not do that for whatever reason. And then also I hear it ends with like, him reconciling with his own son who he's been estranged from for a few years. Um, a few years, like I think it's been two years, like two years ago, his son leaked a conversation between him and Kirk and Kirk is going off. Yes, he did. Yelling, yelling at him and cursing him out and stuff. And they have had a, a strained relationship and that they were found some reconciliation or some common ground or whatever towards the end. But I don't know specifically what that part's about. <laughs> Sharika, you nailed it. Um, for those of you who don't know, and Sharika has used his songs before in the temp checks and recommended um, albums of his before. 
on the podcast, but just a reminder, he is like one of the best selling gospel artists of all mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. I know when I think about growing up in my family, I can't think about my relationship with the Lord without thinking about Kurt Franklin because his music, especially on those Saturday mornings cleaning, mm-hmm. they would like, it would be all up in our house, like hold me now, um, mm. Riverside, like all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And it's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. stomp like he also was the person who opened the door to switch up gospel music like hey the beats that y'all listen to when you're not in church like we can use those same vibes for the lord mm-hmm. <laughs> that was great and now yeah. we have so many options so we owe a lot of the um the evolution of gospel music to mm-hmm. uh kurt franklin and his gifts um i actually did not know that he was adopted which a podcaster pointed out that um, he started one of his albums with this sketch about this woman dropping off a baby. And I, me too, but I never put two and two together. Mm. Granted, remember I was listening to this kind of stuff like in elementary school. Yeah. Um, And so I just never realized as a kid, like, Oh, this story is about him and how he was just plopped off somewhere. Um, so when I heard this Father's Day thing, I was like, oh, didn't know he didn't know who his real dad was. And that was always kind of vague. And his mom told him about the one guy, as Sharika said, and et cetera. So if you haven't seen it, that's my recommends for today. Uh, mm-hmm. The YouTube link will be dropped in. But I think the bigger conversation around that, uh, and I'm sure we'll get into the details of everything that happened in it once we've all had a chance to see it and Evie's back with us. There's so much to get into. Just Mm. the topic alone of Mm -hmm. finding out who you are Mm. and knowing those parts of your story, acting in a world where you always feel like you weren't chosen Mm. while simultaneously knowing as a Christian that the Lord cared so much to choose us that he gave his only son. Like there's so much wrapped into that. Yeah. So just the title of this album alone, like Father's Day. And I think the tagline was like, um, who I was, who I am and where I'm going or something. And mm. I'm like, Oh my gosh, this album, like already, like, yes, t- you know, this is my testimony. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm, I love music and dance, honestly, mm-hmm. and prayer. But I pray through movement. Like those are those moments when I'm alone with the Lord that I really get into conversation. It's just how we connect. And everyone, some people through nature, some people through, I don't know, journaling. That's me. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, oh, Lord, I'm terrified. I really don't want to go on this journey with you. Because I will say for myself, it doesn't matter that I had an incredible stepdad. Like I will always have parts of me and me knowing Jesus and blood of Jesus and all of that, that feel like a little broken because, I mean, it, it sounds bad to say this because he's alive, but I told my mom, like, for me, it would almost be better if my biological father was dead because then it's like, there's a reason why, you know, mm-hmm. that he's alive. And not only is he alive, he's thriving. He's not mm-hmm. like a bum in his personal life like taking trips to Aruba doing this and that da 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 so it's like you can make all these choices and kickbackers my father does not know me okay like I'm telling you he often in the few times I 
talk to him. He calls me by my sister's name. Um, him and my mom were together for about five years. And so he was there when my sister was very small. He knows her. I'm sure he knows my name is Sabrina because he added me on Facebook, but sometimes he slips up and calls me Nina. So there's a whole other thing with that because love my sister, but I'm not her. I'm your child. Um, <laughs> uh, it's just difficult. Mm-hmm. And when Kurt Franklin was speak- speaking to that and how that's made him act, and even that podcast that Sharika and I love, Kevin Stage was speaking to that because yeah, he was also say, was raised yeah. by, yeah, when you're raised by a stepdad. And, and have a great a, relationship with And you have know. a great relationship yeah. with them. There's just this part of you, and that's interesting for me to think about as a Christian too, mm-hmm. because it's like, I know I'm chosen. I know I'm loved unconditionally. But a part of me is always like, really? Like, mm-hmm. this is messed up. And then it's like, well, how does that cause you to show up in the world? And I know for me, something that's always been important since I've God has given me the the openings to act on is helping people feel seen and bringing out the best in them because I'm like I I don't think I'll ever feel seen by my biological dad and I just know what it feels like to be like discarded Mm. and it kind of it just sucks so we'll talk about Kurt Franklin's perspective of that but Sharika you heard Kev on stages perspective and I'm sure you've had friends I know your upbringing was very different in that but did you have thoughts on that hearing about this album release that's coming and etc um I um have thought about like I you know one of the things that I was thinking about as I was hearing about because I did watch I haven't finished that whole podcast but I did watch some of it and um, it reminded me what, what I did think was about not is about the past generations and, and the past and the trauma that people go through and the things that people go through and the way that we were taught and the way that we live our lives. Um, even us today, but I think today the conversation of mental health, the conversation of, um, that kind of stuff is more acceptable and it's more, um, wild, widely, um, taught. And mind you, even still, still some people don't believe in therapy and counseling and all that stuff, but it is becoming more, you know, talked about and, and acceptable. But one of the things that I was hearing in that about the documentary was about, and I guess we'll talk more about it, but, we think about people um, from our, like Kirk Franklin's um, relationship with his mother. And, you know, basically Kirk was in in a bad space. Kirk was put in a bad place, you know, in the sense of, you know, abandoned by both his parents and um, living. But, but to think about what kind of space you must have been in or must be in to have to give your child up or choose to give your child up or whatever. And and it's just so much about the human experience that is just, um, I don't know. It's it's just very interesting based on the perspective you choose to look at 
which side or whose side of the story. But I um, think it's very good that Kirk is doing this and putting this out. I think about what you're saying. I think about your situation or Kev on stage, which he's talked about his relationship with his father and that even though he did have a great stepfather, he still feels that um, loss of not having his real father in his life. I think about my husband. My husband is not very an emotional person. My husband is, you know, very even tempered, even killed, very, um, very, you know, uh, logical and stuff like that. But he always says like, when it comes to a movie, if it has a father son scene in it, he's going to, that, 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 that triggers is a trigger for him. Like he, he will get emotional about that. That is something that he, you know, and he had a loving mother and, 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 and things like that. But still when that brokenness of the family happens, it is life lasting. It's life lasting. Yeah. I think it certainly is and how it impacts your life depends mm-hmm. on you mm-hmm. your relationship with the lord mm-hmm. and how you're allowing yourself to heal right because we know about this idea of generational trauma mm-hmm. um but we also know about breaking <laughs> breaking yeah. that line in your family mm-hmm. and i think it's beautiful that this is what kurt franklin does because not only does he seek to heal that relationship he does what he can in his power to do but mm-hmm. then he he follows through and goes to his son where he knows yeah. there's some brokenness. So yeah. I really look forward to us watching it. I'm yeah. curious since it's only 35 minutes, mm-hmm. would Alan watch it with you? Because I found some healing moments in it. Oh, but I, I wonder if I was Alan scared would to or say. I was scared to, I thought oh. about, I'm like, he, I don't know if he'd be able to handle it. I mean, I, I think know, he might love it. it but, yeah. I think he might love it. Um, I, I, I will ask him. <laughs> he probably will not. Um, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, maybe. And for the fact, I appreciate that you said that there are some healing moments because I thought about, oh, I thought I literally thought of him when I heard the whole premise and all that. But I I mean, I know that's like a, it's not like sensitive where he doesn't talk about it. Like he'll talk about it, but he always just says like, literally, those are the, like, he was like, he won't, like, he's like you in the sense of like, he doesn't cry at a lot of things, but that is something that will bring tears to his eyes. He's like, you know, any like father-son moments in movies, like those touching father-son, that connection, that will always bring a tear to his eye. <laughs> Every I time. Know, Kevin, Kevin on stage, uh, the podcast we were referring to, he said something to the effect of, for me, it's like, okay, you're not going to choose me, so I'm going to get everybody else to like me, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be this performer, and da 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 And um, for me not in like a similar way, but part of the reason I won't let me go there and I can feel it in my spirit. Like, Oh, if I allow that door to open, I could feel like there's deep, deep hurt there. Mm -hmm. But also I'm like, why? Like, no, you've taken enough. And it's your loss. It's not mine. Like Mm -hmm. you might be this incredible person, but so am I Mm. (laughs) like, not in like a happy way, but like, I'm your daughter and you missed out on me. Like, but then as a Christian, there's conflict in my spirit because it's like, how many times are we supposed to forgive someone? 70 times seven. And wasn't that just Mm -hmm. a metaphor for, Hey, how many times do you want to be forgiven? And I know reconciliation 
is at God's heart. I mean, he's constantly reconciling us to himself. But I'm just thinking like, now that I'm, you know, almost 36, you know, I'm going to the other side of my mid thirties. At this point, like, I feel like, are you making these actions because it's easy for you now? Mm. But it was fine when I was a child and my mom and dad like dealt with every, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, no, God, it's too easy. I don't want to think about this. And I'm thinking mm. how many people in America are in similar situations. And yeah. I'm not saying there aren't deadbeat moms. Absolutely mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. there are. But we know that it is a, and, it, and this crosses racial lines. I know just as many friends who are white that have a, like a just terrible parent. absent parent or whether that parent mm-hmm. is absent because they died like, Two, three, I think of three people right now in my tight circle. And these three people are white. Two of them, their dad died of a drug overdose. Um, both, oh, both of them were in high school when it happened. And the other one, his dad died from like alcoholism. You know, so I'm like, this isn't just like a black thing. Although Kurt, Mm -hmm. obviously he focuses on like how this is, how this shows up for black men. So Mm -hmm. that's why I was like, oh, I wonder if Alan would watch it because he speaks specifically to that. But this is like a large thing. So I'm like, how many people are like me's that are like holding on to the hurt? Mm-hmm. And like, and it's not even a like, I do not have hatred, but I just have such like a nothingness. It's like mm-hmm. a space that I can't even feel. You and know, th- it's like, I, I, whatever. I think, Alan would, <laughs> I think Alan would say the same thing because I have yeah. said, I'm like, oh, well, what if you saw your father on the side of the road? He's like, I would keep walking like the stranger he is. Like, you know what I mean? And, but <laughs> like, I added to like the stranger he is part, but he did said I would just probably keep walking. But like, I, I think that he doesn't think, I think it's, so it's interesting. You know, I, I cannot, I'm not, I've not had that experience, but it's interesting to be like, there is this tenderness in me that when it comes to this idea of like, or, you know, that the idea of like that broken relationship with, with, my father you know the abandonment but also when it comes to the actual person it's almost it feels different am i saying that right like your yeah person- i could identify with that for sure because i'm just part of the reason i was so anti-marriage that. yeah and anti like oh i'll just adopt a kid when the time comes i don't need a man it's because i've seen how this man has shown up and mm. i'm like not that I've ever, you know, my mom is my girl, but sometimes mm-hmm. I'm like, why would you even procreate with it? Why did you choose this person? Mm-hmm. Like, granted, she was, I don't know, 23 or something. When she had, she was very young. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they had been, and I came at the very end of the five years. So, you know, it's like, um, but I always said to myself as a kid, I don't care if I'm single forever. I will never bring a kid in the world unless I know the man is like, Hmm. I will be sing- a single mom before I choose some man who will make my baby feel the way my father has mm-hmm, made me feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And unfortunately, yeah, that has shown up in my relationship, not in great ways because mm-hmm. Doug is awesome. Doug is not James Davis, but like the littlest thing I'll be like, okay, see now I don't know if you can be a father. <laughs> He's like, oh my gosh, all I did was like change the TV channel. It's nothing like that, you yeah. know, insignificant, yeah. but like that hurt is showing up in other ways. But like Alan said, I have always debated if I would go to his 
funeral because I had five other siblings on that side of the family and they got together for a 60th birthday a couple of years ago. I think I already talked about this on the pod, like two days after my birthday, because of course he doesn't know my birthday. Um, he sent me a Facebook message and he was like, Hey, my birthday is in June. All my kids are going to come together. And I said, that's nice. My birthday just passed. Have a nice time. Like I just, mm. I'm respectful because of how, who my mom is and how she raised me. And I know she would be mortified if I ever called him by the first name. I would don't like that because I'm like, you're no dad to me, but mm. you know, for respect of my mom, I even reply. I always kind of hold back how I'm feeling. I wanted to be like, are you serious? Like, is everything about you? Like I'm mm. not spending my money or my time to come down there. You're a stranger to me, mm. you know, like, and where have you been all these other years? Mm-hmm. But also like, that's why I think this thing is so um, poignant for so many people because right. I don't believe that my God wants me to have this hurt as a mm-hmm. part of my story moving forward. I don't think he likes the way it has shown up in my relationships, even before Doug. But of course, I'm talking specifically about Doug. And I don't want to have to feel like I'm overcompensating overcompensating for that hurt when it comes to my future kids because mm. that's not healthy but mm-hmm. then it's like how do I navigate this God because I'm mad about it and I'm hurt about it and I just don't want to feel or think about it like why would I show up to a funeral where people are talking about because usually I mean we've seen clips where people go off at funerals but usually funerals yeah. are about how great a person was and how mm. marvelous their life was and why would I sit there and hear that about somebody who wasn't great to me. I don't think I should be there. And I'm like, I'm sure they'll feel some type of way, but guess what? I felt some type of way my whole life. So, um, (laughs) and the two things can be true. Like, you know what I mean? A person could be great in one sense and, or to certain people and be awful to someone else. Like the two things can very well be true, but do you, does that mean that you, need to be there you know only you can answer that question you know but it is interesting that you know I I really I would love to hear a story of how God um I'm not saying I I just sense that even those who I just wonder if there's hurts that will just always be there not that they can't be healed but they will still like okay maybe they won't be as tender but will they always there is still a scar. You know what I mean? Um, I'm trying to think about other situations in my life that I feel like God like did 180 on. I do think for some things, there's a possibility of 180 and two things can still be true. I mean, think about um, Saul, right? He was literally killing (laughs) the believers. Then he turned around and was like, hey, now I can see I was wrong. And mm-hmm. at first, people were nervous because they didn't want to die. But eventually, we're, like, we're not sure. You you might right? say you changed, but we don't know. <laughs> right. But now, you know, he's in the New Testament, and we, you know, live our lives based off of some of his um, writings inspired by the Holy Spirit. So, absolutely. But I think for that to happen, what didn't happen with Kurt Franklin's mom, which Sharika already alluded to this, so I'm not doing any crazy spoilers. Um, is just that acknowledgement and ownership of how your actions have impacted somebody and allowing that person to have their healing on their own time. Because I don't think if any person who's caused that kind of hurt in somebody's life was just like, 
okay, I'm sorry one time and then expecting you to call them mm-hmm. all the time. To, no, like now there's a slow, there's baby steps, but you mm-hmm. can get there. But also I feel like, oh, this is also part of like how it's impacted me. I've never been a chaser ever. If someone likes me, they just have to tell me. Cause I'm like, I'm not somebody who's ever like, please, please, please. Mm. So a little opposite of, yeah. A Interesting. Little opposite. I wonder yeah. if that's something my husband. I will- yeah. <laughs> opposite of what Kev on stage said he went in the direction of like okay I'm going to be performing everybody like me I went in the direction of I just am who I am you're going to take me or you're going to leave me but I'm not begging a single effing person to be my friend That's to my be husband. my crush yeah like no 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 and I'm not doing it for y'all and I dang sure ain't doing it for him um, mm. So you were saying Alan's like that too I, I don't think constant I mean what well, I think me just knowing him he is that person like he's like I am who I am like he is not a chaser you know even when I was like (laughs) when when we started talking like I don't know of any person he has ever pursued like from you know relationship wise romantic wise any friends he he is not a pursuer in that way and maybe and I and you say that made me realize that and maybe it is tied to that for me I believe it is Mm -hmm. um so there's that element but I will say too a couple years ago remember when the war room came out we talked about it on Mm -hmm. the podcast before and then I was like okay I'm gonna do this for a year at least I'm gonna have a little war room five minutes actually turn to 10 minutes because I was like oh this is like a vibe I made a little spot in my closet is when I had my own little apartment And I would just spend five minutes a day in the word and then five minutes in prayer. And I felt like the Lord was like, pray for your dad. And I was like, why? So like literally in the Mm. beginning, my prayer would just be like, and I pray for my dad because you say honor father and mother. And I was like, try to skip over that part. Like I literally was like, why is it on me? I am the child. I didn't ask to be here. Like literally I didn't ask to be here. Um, So and Sharika, and I'm talking about somebody who before then, literally very minimal contact. That year, he would hit me up like so much. It was wild. And I started to get creeped out by the war room because I was like, I don't want this. I don't oh. want this. And I I put my little swords down. I was so, you know, the sword drill, yeah. the sword is what, you know, we refer to it the Bible. Bible. Uh-huh. That was cool. So like, I just was like, I don't want him now to do mm. this. And my father claims to be a Christian. He goes to church. I'm Mm. like, how? I don't. But also what you spoke about earlier that I think does carry weight. Like it doesn't excuse people's behavior, but when you know somebody's story, it is Mm. easier to have compassion. And Mm -hmm. I really don't know what Mm -hmm. all went down there. I think because my mom said a thing she said before that his father wasn't much of a father I know mm-hmm. there was a lot of children. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I, in my mind, have expected this person to be the person that I expect an adult, healthy human person mm-hmm. to be, but I don't know his story. So mm-hmm. I'm like, oh no, Kurt Franklin, don't make me be back in the space where I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm going to care about this person because I don't want to care. I want to be mm-hmm. like, I'm almost 36. It's done. I don't think God is done with it. And I'm scared, Sharika. I'm scared, Kit Backers. I don't want a relationship with my real father. Ah, I know. So- that's, 
That's <laughs> so crazy. But I think, well, I say it because it's like, if God, I, I, I'm not convincing. I'm just saying it's crazy because if God is wanting something for you, it's for your benefit. As scary as it may seem. Uh, shut up, it's, not for, it's not for him. It's for you. <laughs> it's for you. Go away, little ordained pastor. I don't want to hear these good words. Listen, and I say that because of my, I'm only saying that because of my, my hurts that I'm like, God, what the heck? I'm like, what the heck, God? Like, come on now. And I'm, I'm trying to get to the point, you know, like, I'm not the everything happens for a reason person. I, I, I don't know if I believe that. I don't know if I believe that. But what I do believe is that God can work in anything that I believe. Mm. I believe that God can work in any situation. And like, and then the Bible talks about how when God, you know, in certain, when, what, what the devil meant for evil, God can use for good. So I believe mm-hmm. that those are the things I believe. I believe that God can redeem redeem situation do do I believe but what I'm wondering so what that's why I was asking before like I'm like I feel like God can redeem a situation I don't feel like that means that the hurt will go away in the sense of that even if let's say in a hypothetical world you and your father got on the best relationship that you guys could ever have that may be fine but it will never can never fix what wasn't what was what was is gone that time is gone and so that's why i feel mm-hmm. like you can have good moments in the present in the future but you can still also in that same moment grieve for what happened in the past mm. very good word so this has been like the longest commercial ever for y'all to go check out this 35 minutes of just goodness and vulnerability and transparency and authenticity because not all of the parts of this story end in a tight little bow of forgiveness some of it ends in hurt um Mm. but i say all that to bring it back around to just like gratitude for him sharing his story because if it has impacted me in this way like i'm like how many people are running away from reconciliation Mm. Mm -hmm. how many christians even non-Christians, I don't know a story where reconciliation happened. And like Sharika said, and it's been bad. Like, it's good. It's for the yeah. betterment. So I'm like, you know what, people? Share your stories. Share your imperfections. Share it all. Share your testimonies. Because it's such an encouragement to other people. Life is yeah. about living together because of mm. how our stories interconnect and how it just like takes a village to not just raise a child, but I think it takes a village to become your best self. Mm. So shout out to mm-hmm. him for that. Mm-hmm. And I think, and, and I love that. Like I love that sharing of the story helps other people to feel like it's not just me. I'm not alone. Or mm. it helps reveal things in you that you didn't realize might be tied to something else or something that happened because no one else ever shared a story that you uh, resonated with. So I think that it is beautiful and that maybe will help others to be healed or seek healing for themselves. Maybe they won't find uh, a reconciliation with whatever happened or whoever did whatever they did, but maybe they could find their own type of healing or get on, go on a journey where they 
that may lead them to their healing. Um, and God could, God could be glorified and God can, and God, um, can do a work. So I think it is powerful that he did share it. And that, like you said, black, white, whatever you are, there is someone, something I'm sure that everyone can resonate with or um, just be more compassionate to those who maybe they know that may be struggling or having to deal with a situation similar. Mm-hmm. Girl. Woo. Now if everybody would open their red song books to song for circuit time. <laughs> be glorified. That's what I feel like we're at right now. It's just a part to sing the chorus and go to the altar. <laughs> ah, what a time. But I'm kidding. Um, instead of doing that, let's actually go to Second Kings chapter 13 for our scripture. Funny today, the message. This one I thought was funny, but also as with many things in the Bible, there's a word in it, there's a sermon, there's a message. So uh Second Kings 13. We're back with uh Sharika, say his name. There's Elijah and Elisha, right? Elisha. Elijah, Elijah and Elisha. All right, I'm always messing it up. So Elijah and Elisha. So we are with Elisha and um he's towards the end of his life. And of course, there's all this war going on. So the king is coming to him being like, uh, you can't be sick. We need you because the Lord speaks to you and gives us directions to how the people of Israel can be protected. So this is where we're starting in verse 15 and we're going to go down to verse 19. Elisha told the king him, go and get some bow and arrows. The king brought him the bow and arrows. Then he told the king, put your hand on the bow. He put his hand on the bow. Then Elisha put his hand over the hand of the king. Elisha said, now open the east window. He opened it. Then he said, shoot. And he shot. The arrow of God's salvation, exclaimed Elisha, the arrow of deliverance from Aram. You will do battle against Aram until there's nothing left of it. Now pick up the other arrows, Elisha said. He picked them up. Then he said to the king of Israel, strike the ground. The king struck the ground three times and then quit. The holy man became angry with him. Why didn't you hit the ground five or six times? Then you would beat Aram until he was finished. As it is, you will only defeat him three times. <laughs> All right. So for me, a I lot going with that on too. here. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. First of all, people talk about like, don't be bringing a theater into the church. We don't need lights. All we need is Jesus. Yes, true. But even Jesus and God use a lot of dramatics because this is the most <laughs> dramatic thing. So you're talking, you're telling me to get arrows and open east windows and shoot and hit the ground. If ever there was a play, that's it. This is like a lot going on here. Second of all, why are we talking in riddles and being elusive? Why hadn't you just told me in the beginning, hit the ground as yes. many times, but you're just letting me figure this out on my own and now you're getting mad at me before you're giving clear instructions so that's, mm-hmm. so, that's my so, that, so that's the other thing and then lastly I just feel like and this is the part I didn't read this is verse the beginning of verse 20 after he said that he literally died and they buried him so it's not even like the king would be like hey can we do another skit so we can get it, right? mm-hmm. it was like he just said what he said and now he's like and now I'm going to be with the Lord so that whole thing um just had me entertained but also back on the franklin father's day album thing just like a reminder of how yes god is absolutely sovereign and in his absolutely sovereign way he gave us free will 
And mm-hmm. there's a huge part of our story that we are responsible for. Yes, he walks with us. And we are hopefully very sensitive to how his Holy Spirit is leading us and what we should do next and et cetera. But listen, he told him to hit the ground. It's up to us to hit the ground a lot. You hit three times and you're only running three times. I think about (laughs) Moses when Moses hit the rock. Remember when Moses got mad and then he hit the rock too many times? I'm like, how do we know if it's too many? It's too little. Y'all will be giving the good instruction and then we get penalized when we do it too much or too little. How much is the right amount? That's what I need to know. Yeah, I always felt sorry for Moses too. Because Moses, he went through so much and he was obedient so many times. But that was time, on like, his nerves. You're not going to see the promised land. And it was mm-hmm. like, wait, really? But also Moses should have begged because a lot of the times in scripture you'll read like, um, there's another thing I read recently. It was like, God was annoyed. He was mad with someone and the person went before the Lord and they were like, you know, sorry. And then it was like, okay. And the Lord's anger lessened. So it's like Moses after that, you didn't want to be like, maybe Moses was like, also, enough. I don't care at this point. Yeah. Moses was like, he had begged enough for those I, people. and he's like, you know what? They get what they get. <laughs> yes. He was like, I've done what I can do in this life. I shall do what you say, but I, I'm good with it anyway. Um, he was fed up. Mm-hmm. He really was. So Sharika, do you have anything to express today? Yes. I'm going to express that EB is trash. Let me tell y'all what he did to me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh well, let me tell y'all what he did. And, and it does go into my express. So um, with, this in his job um we work in the same building and some from time to time it's been I haven't been up there very often but the other day it was Tuesday I went and had lunch in his department with the people in his department and they do this uh thing online they do a little bulletin update like where they let the um people know what's going on what they need to be mindful for and they call it Tuesday Newsday so it was Tuesday and they decided, oh, let's do an informal Tuesday Newsday. Let's record it. So mind you, I'm there and another young lady is there that we're not in the department. We just were there for lunch. So we're on the end of the table. They're recording the Tuesday Newsday. Then and EB's kind of leading it. At the end of the Tuesday Newsday, EB says, and we have a special guest here from HR. Sharika Gregory is going to share the week's scripture verse. When I tell you, I was like, no, he did not. Mind you, I'm like, this is their thing. I'm not, I'm thinking, one, I'm not in the shot. I'm not even visible. I'm like, oh, they're going to do their thing. And then I'm going to be about my business. This man calls me out on the spot. But this is where I have to express. You have to be ready, as the Bible says, in season and out. And when I tell you, I literally was like, okay, the word of God says, and I gave the scripture that says, do not be anxious about anything, but by prayer and supplication, submit your request to the Lord. And that's what I want to tell you guys. Um, the Bible, it be real. When it says you mm-hmm. have to hide the word of God in your heart so that when you need to call on him, you will have the words to say. In that moment, I was prepared. But also it reminded me that that was a silly moment. But like in in real life, though, how the word of God is important because we do, as we talked about today, we really be going through the things. 
and 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 I've shared with you guys some of the dark seasons of my life and in recent times and there ha- and that literally that scripture that I did quote was one that I would quote to myself and repeat over myself and pray over myself because I needed to remember that my God is faithful and I can go to him and and his will is not for me to be anxious and that I could trust him to handle my situation. So I want to express to you guys that you should you know, get into the word of God and learn his word and it will give you the peace you need. It will give you the answers you need. Literally in some of my oh. darkest moments, I would just like, um, I would go to YouTube and it would just have, it, it would say like um, sleeping with the scripture. Like it would say like, it, it would be like eight hours of scripture reading. And I would never really go to sleep with it, but sometimes I would just lay there and just have the word of God read and just like hear God's word over my life. And it would be like for healing or whatever anxiousness or whatever it would have different themes of the scriptures that would be read. And I would just sit there and just begin to feel God's peace come over me um, in some dark times and in some of those anxious moments because God's word is powerful. So that's what Mm. I want to express to you guys is that, listen, sometimes you might need it because somebody's going to put you on the spot, but sometimes you're going to need it because you're on the spot in, in life and you need the word of God to come through for you and to be able to say it's sharper than a two edged sword. And so, and sometimes we got battles, we got to fight. So, my express is to get into that word and really make it a part of your life. Absolutely. And y'all already know what my recommends is it's, uh, the father's day documentary with Kurt Franklin. It's only 35 minutes. It's on YouTube and you can watch this amazing Grammy award winner who at 53 is on this mm. journey and connects with his real father for the first time finds out who he is and reconciles with his son to become uh, the best father he can be. So, and that's on Shrika, YouTube, what do you correct? Yes, it's on YouTube. So check that out. Um, my recommend, I felt like feel trash now because I had a recommend and I felt like we've been so spiritual and so, and my recommend is not that, but that's what I have for you guys today. So I was <laughs> going to recommend this movie on Hulu. It was really cute. I had actually read the book. Do and then it! I wrecked it. <laughs> so I'm just saying it's not the most wholesome, like, you know, wholesome, like, Christian thing. It's not a Christian Listen, movie Listen, right, Righteous and Ratchet. And ratchet. Let's go. <laughs> so it's called The Hating Game. It's a, it's The Hating Game, and it's on <laughs> yeah, Hulu. I this love. I'm so kidding. <laughs> no, but it's I'm about kidding. basically about two coworkers who don't get along, but they it's really because they're secretly in love with each other. And so it was a cute movie. I read the book and then I saw the movie and the movie's on Hulu. There we go. Well, it's been real friends. It really has. And thank you guys for coming along the journey with us. Um, thank you for listening, sharing. Mm-hmm. Well, they say like and subscribe on the YouTube, whatever they tell you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what did you used to say? If you're down with the pod, like and subscribe. I don't know. He had a whole you're little right. Rhyme. He sure did. He used to have a little thingy. When he comes back, we got to have him remind us. But mm-hmm. yeah, do all the things. Share it, like it. And like EB would tell you, share it with your friends, share it with your enemies, share it with everyone. So <laughs> do that. Do that. And if life tries to knock you down, make sure you kick back.